Welcome to AEM Early Access, a collaboration between Brown University Emergency Medicine and the editors of the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and here's what we've got for you today. Today on the podcast, we're talking about a paper from the Academic Emergency Medicine September 2021 special issue on inequity in emergency medicine. The paper is entitled, Racial and Ethnic Disparities in the Delayed Diagnosis of Appendicitis Among Children, and first author Dr. Monica Goyle is here to talk about it with us. Dr. Goyle is a health services researcher and pediatric emergency medicine physician at Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. Her NIH-funded research program seeks to address health disparities in both provision of care and child health outcomes, and we're pleased to have her here with us today. Don't forget to read the full text of this article available on our blog at brownemblog.com. Dr. Goyle, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast to talk about this paper. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So to start with, I think it's probably fair to say that every emergency physician deals with appendicitis regularly, and, and most of us know that in children... This diagnosis can be a tough one to make, especially since we stopped just routinely throwing everybody in the CT scanner. So um, you note in your introduction to your paper that appendicitis is diagnosed in about 10% of pediatric patients who come to the ED for abdominal pain, and that 30% of pediatric appendicitis cases are ruptured or perforated prior to operative management, which seems pretty, that seems pretty steep. Um, Yes, indeed. Um, So, you know, abdominal pain is one of the most common reasons that children present to emergency departments. And um, as you said, you know, appendicitis is actually not uncommonly diagnosed. And so, you know, just to give you some context, um, on a typical shift for me, I'm diagnosing between one and three cases of appendicitis each shift. And, And as you mentioned, Ruptured appendicitis is one of the most serious complications of undiagnosed or delayed diagnosis of appendicitis. And the data suggests that 30% of pediatric appendicitis cases are perforated at diagnosis. And I think some of that is probably because um, diagnosing appendicitis in children can be particularly challenging because based on age, a child may not be developmentally able to clearly articulate their location or their quality of pain. And so um, so you need to have a, a, a fairly high index of suspicion um, and consider appendicitis in, in um, you know, in, in all cases of, of abdominal pain, at least consider it and, and, and think about, could this child who's presenting with abdominal pain or vomiting or diarrhea or even fever, could, um, could this be a presentation of appendicitis? Wow, one to two per shift. You're seeing a lot of belly pain. Um, so, okay. So on top of those difficulties, we do know that there are racial and ethnic disparities in the management of children who are presenting with abdominal pain. So can you tell us more about what was known about this before your paper? Sure. Um, so a lot of my work focuses on um, understanding how um we as clinicians may provide care to patients differentially based on their race and ethnicity. And um, in some of my early work, um, looked at how we manage pain in children um, when they present um, to the emergency department. So there has been work that's shown that um, 
when um, children present to the emergency department with abdominal pain, and then our work showed that even among those that are diagnosed with appendicitis, um, that children of color are less likely to receive um, adequate pain medicine or analgesia when compared to white children. So for instance, we, uh, we previously found that even after we adjusted for pain score and um, triage acuity level, that non-Hispanic black children had lower rates of receiving analgesia when compared to non-Hispanic white children. And then when those non-Hispanic black children did receive analgesia, they had lower rates of opioid receipt um, when compared to non-Hispanic white children. So when we worked even treating pain, we were providing medications like acetaminophen or ibuprofen to, um, to black children and uh, in, in white children that were presenting with the same uh, levels of pain or triage at the same acuity level, we were providing medications like morphine or Dilaudid. And then there's been work um, that's demonstrated that English-speaking Hispanic children have higher odds of appendicil perforation when compared to non-Hispanic whites. And Hispanic children with limited English proficiency had even higher odds of appendicil perforation when compared to non-Hispanic whites. So, Again, um, you know, I think the literature around racial and ethnic disparities in care in the emergency department is definitely exploding um, over the last few years and more and more data are coming out that children aren't spared from this. Wow. So let's talk about your paper. So your study is a retrospective cohort study of pediatric patients that investigated whether there were racial or ethnic differences in rates of uh, appendiceal perforation, delayed diagnosis, and rates of diagnostic imaging during any previous ED visits for abdominal pain. So how did you, how did you define delayed diagnosis and what was the time frame you were looking for when you were thinking about repeat visits? Sure. So in this particular study, we defined a delayed diagnosis as one in which a patient had a prior ED visit within seven days of that appendicitis diagnosis for a potentially related visit. So for instance, if a patient had had a visit for a finger laceration, and then four days later had an ED visit during which appendicitis was diagnosed, we didn't count that encounter as a delayed diagnosis. But if a patient had an initial visit for abdominal pain or vomiting, and then five days later was diagnosed with appendicitis, we did count that as encounter as a delayed diagnosis. Okay. And you utilized the PCARN registry. Uh, for, for those who don't regularly care for children, can you explain what PCARN is? Absolutely. So PCARN stands for the Pediatric Emergency Care Applied Research Network. And, um, and essentially, PCARN is a research network of pediatric emergency departments around the country, um, which are participating in collaborative research. And then the PCARN registry is a registry of emergency department visits that um, are made to participating hospitals. And so for the purposes of this study, the PCARN registry contained data from seven emergency departments, three of which um, included satellite emergency departments of freestanding children's hospitals. And the hospitals that were included were Denver Children's Hospital, Children's Hospital Philadelphia, Children's National Hospital, and Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Great. So tell us a little bit more about your methods and study design. What we did was we used data from the PCARN registry from um, July 1st, 2014 through June 30th, 2018, so a span of three years. And we included all patients under the age of 18 who were diagnosed with appendicitis based on ICD code. We ended up excluding patients if they were missing an ED disposition, so 
we didn't have anything recorded about what happened to them um, after their ED visit, if they had left without treatment or were missing race and ethnicity data. And then what we did was we looked at rates of appendicitis perforation within this cohort. Um, we also measured delayed diagnosis of appendicitis. And then, and then we looked at what types, if any, diagnostic imaging was performed during that initial visit um, for those children who had a delayed diagnosis. And um, we defined definitive imaging as imaging that was used to diagnose appendicitis, such as abdominal ultrasound, um, abdominal um, CT scan, or an MRI. Okay, so during that three-year period, there were over 1.8 million ED visits by children, and 7,298 of them were diagnosed with appendicitis. So in this sample, what were the racial and ethnic uh, characteristics? Um, so of that almost 7,300 patients, um, about 55% were of non-Hispanic white race, 11.3% were non-Hispanic black, 25% uh, were Hispanic, and, um, and then about 8.7% were of other racial ethnic groups. Okay. So of these about 7,300 children, how many of them had perforation or rupture and how many had had previous ED visits in the seven days prior? So more than 2,500 children um, of those 7,300 were diagnosed with perforated appendicitis, mm. um, which comprised more than 35% of the study population. And so, you know, the rates of perforation that we found were in line with what had been previously reported. Um, with respect to delayed diagnoses, 2.8% um, of the study population had had a preceding ED visit within those prior seven days um, that were classified as having a delayed diagnosis. And what did you find out about those rates of delayed diagnosis of appendicitis among the various race and, eth and ethnicity groups? So with respect to delayed diagnoses, when compared to non-Hispanic whites, non-Hispanic Blacks had a 1.8 times higher likelihood of a delayed diagnosis. Hmm. Um, so what about rates of diagnostic imaging in the previous visit for those children that had had a previous visit? Yeah, so, um, so then when we looked at um, diagnostic imaging among those children that had delayed diagnoses, what we found was that non-Hispanic Black children had lower odds of undergoing any type of imaging during that prior ED visit. And then when we looked at we look specifically at definitive imaging. So again, you know, imaging that we use to diagnose appendicitis, like ultrasound, CAT scan, MRI. When compared to non-Hispanic white children, non-Hispanic black children had an adjusted odds of 0.15. So an 85% lower likelihood of undergoing definitive imaging for appendicitis during that prior ED visit. Hmm. So the bottom line is that in this multi-center study, non-Hispanic black children had higher rates of perforation higher rates of delayed diagnosis of appendicitis and lower, much lower rates of definitive imaging in previous ED visits compared to white children. How does this fit in with the previous research that you talked about on racial and ethnic discrepancies in emergency pediatric care? How should we be thinking about this? Right. So, you know, prior literature um, has found higher rates of appendicitis perforation in non-Hispanic Black and Hispanic children when compared to non-Hispanic whites. And even in, in the era of ubiquitous access to ultrasound, right, non-invasive imaging, um, our study found that these racial disparities continue to persist. And what we did was we took this further um, we, and by examining 
whether there's disparities in what we were defining as misdiagnosis of appendicitis. And, um, and we found that, you know, non-Hispanic black children, higher rates of visits in the emergency department prior to diagnosis of appendicitis. And then, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we, we then further examined those visits and, and found that non-Hispanic black children had lower rates of undergoing imaging that's used to diagnose appendicitis during those prior visits. So putting all of this together, these data suggest that what may be contributing to higher perforation rates in non-Hispanic black children is that when they do initially present to the emergency department, we as clinicians are not appropriately considering appendicitis in our differential diagnosis. Mm-hmm. What other factors did you find were associated with uh, appendiceal perforation and delayed diagnosis in your study? So um, in addition to non-Hispanic um, black race, not surprisingly, younger age, being publicly insured, um, having a higher triage severity level, and um, and having higher levels of pain were all associated with appendicitis perforation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you do note that the findings of this study should be considered in the context of potential limitations. So could you go through some of those limitations? Absolutely. You know, as with most retrospective studies that rely on the electronic health record, um, there's always a risk of misclassification bias. Um, one, due to the reliance on ICD codes for, for cohort identification of appendicitis and appendicitis perforation. Um, additionally, race and ethnicity data can also be prone to misclassification bias, especially because institutions have different processes for collecting race and ethnicity data. So. For instance, although the gold standard for recording race and ethnicity is self-report, that's not always operationalized in a standardized way. And then, um, although we used multi-center data for this study, the centers contributing data are academic pediatric emergency departments, and so our results may not be generalizable to non-pediatric EDs. And then, finally, we we weren't able to account for any prior visits that were made to non-participating emergency departments or any types of interventions or imaging that patients may have um, received prior to presenting to the emergency department that, um, or the emergency departments that were included within the registry. Okay. So acknowledging those limitations, um, what would you want listeners or readers to come away from this paper with? And what cities do you think need to come next to build on this? You know, I think um, the biggest takeaways are that you know, racial and ethnic disparities and how we care for patients in the emergency department continue to be described and documented. And in this study, um, we, we build on this literature by demonstrating that rates of higher appendiceal perforation in non-Hispanic Black children may be related to delays in diagnosis from um, under-imaging non-Hispanic Black youth when they're initially presenting with symptoms that might be suggestive of appendicitis. And so it's really important for us to further elucidate why Um, such disparities exist, and also work on developing interventions and and practice policies that ensure equitable treatment of all patients. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time and for this paper, and we look forward to seeing what comes next. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this month's AEM Early Access. The full text of this article is available on our blog at brownemblog.com, open access for a limited time. Check out all of our podcasts on iTunes. Search for AEM Early Access, all one word. 
Today's music is by Scott Holmes. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and we'll see you next time.